We've been talking about worship. We've been in a series since the beginning of the year, really just talking about worship. And I want you to know one of the biggest reasons that we're having this discussion is I believe that worship is probably one of those paramount things that we need to understand because we're all worshipers. And you've heard me say this, that what I believe about you and your humanity and my humanity, regardless of where we're at in our relationship with God, is that we were built to worship something. And that's what worship is. Worship is the display of worth, affection, and attention towards something. Now, I personally believe, and I'm giving you insight from this book called the Bible, made up of 66 smaller books, and based on what this tells me, that biblical worship is simply you and I as worshipers giving worth, attention, and affection to God and God alone. Not because of what he's giving us. We don't give that to get something. We do it chiefly because he's already given. And he's, he's worthy of that because he's given that to us. And this is an important, I feel like it's an important uh, point for us as a church because when I'm speaking to you, I want you to understand the lens because we all wear lenses that we look at life through, don't we? And I want you to understand the lens that we look at life through here at the movement. I, I believe that the chief uh, piece of our original design was we were created to worship God that everything else in life is encompassed in that idea. And that's the lens. And so we've been talking about worship and, and, and you can get on, you go on YouTube and you can watch last week's sermon. Last week, what I was talking about was, is that ultimately worship, it requires the surrender from you and I. It's where we come to God and we, we give him control of our lives. Today we're going to read in the book of James. And I love James because James is just a straightforward guy. He says what he means and he means what he says. He doesn't really mince his words. He doesn't sugarcoat it. I can relate to James in a lot of ways. It, it maybe doesn't mean, and I don't know, this maybe James wasn't popular, uh, but he definitely spoke his mind. And he let the chips kind of fall where they may. And so when we read this right now in James 4, we're going to hear some of this language from James where he's just, he gets right to the heart of the issue. And the issue at this point was, is that the Jews at the time who had given their life to Jesus, so I'm going to use some terms from last week, who had surrendered their life to Jesus, they had said, I surrender my life to you, but they were dealing with some issues surrounding that surrender. There was, some, uh, there was a lack of congruency in what they had declared and saying, I surrender my life to you and how that was playing out. So they were fighting. And I, I don't know about you, I, I've never really quarreled or had a fight with anyone else. Um, and especially in the church because perfect people exist in the church. And so in our perfection and all of our ways, we are in total agreement 100% of the time, and we never act as human sandpaper to each other. 
it's always lovely and fluffy, and we always walk away with a smile feeling like this is the best thing ever. That was sarcasm. Let's read what James says to these Jews who had given their lives, who had surrendered their life to Jesus again. Go back, watch last week, the sermon from last week on our YouTube, because I really dive into this this idea of surrender. But we need to talk about, once we've surrendered, what we need to do to maintain and stay and thrive and grow there. So James says, What is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and you kill to get it. Now again, he's speaking to, I want you to understand the context. He's speaking to quote-unquote believers. You scheme and kill to get what you want. These are people surrendered to Jesus. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and you wage war to take it away from them. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what, you, what will give you pleasure. There is so, I could preach on that right there for like the next six weeks. It's with that in mind that James calls them this. You adulterers. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? What is he saying? He's saying, hey, you've surrendered your life to Jesus, but you're living in relationship with your own desires. We use this term, the world. The world represents a lifestyle that places your desire above the desire that God has for your life. So he calls them adulterers because they've said, uh, Jesus, I'm making my vow to you, but I'm going to live in relationship I'm going to walk that vow out with someone else. And that makes you an adulterer. He says, I say it again, because if if saying it once, if James didn't get the point across the first time by straight out calling them adulterers, he's going to say it again. If it's good one time, it's good for a second. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think that the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him, should be obedient to him, should be attentive to him, should show affection to him, should give worth to him. This is the definition of worship as a worshiper. And God is jealous and passionate about the spirit that he placed in you, your original design, that there's a passion in God. That it would respond in faithfulness to him. And he said, and he gives 
grace generously, as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And here's the crux of everything that we're going to land in today. He says in verse 7, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Today, we're going to talk about the mission of worship. The mission of worship. The mission of worship is submission. The mission of worship is submission. Let's understand two key things that we're going to talk about today. One, worshipful submission. Now, the term worshipful submission is submission that is showing affection, attention, and worth to God and God alone. Just so you understand when I say worshipful submission. It's going to require sacrifice and it's going to require obedience. This is what makes up submission. But I want to define for you first. In James 4, 7, it says, so humble yourselves before God. That word humble, it means to submit. It means to be humble. It means a, a voluntary placement under authority and leadership of another. To arrange under. And I love the idea that it's voluntary. Worshipful submission isn't, God doesn't, doesn't put you in, in a headlock. He doesn't put you in a sleeper hold and drag you into submission. Notice that submission, that surrender is voluntary. It's your choice. Do you want to surrender your life to God and submission is voluntary? Surrender is giving up complete control. We talked about this last week. To give yourself up, to lay yourself down. Submission is specificity. Submission is telling you where to lay yourself down. Surrender says, I lay myself down. Submission says, I lay myself down underneath your authority, God. This is important. This is an important distinction. Because we can lay ourselves down, but we just don't lay ourselves down underneath the authority of God. So we maintain an authority over ourselves. This is what James was dealing with with the Jews at the time. You've laid yourself down, but you laid yourself down underneath your own set of um, structures, your own pleasures, your own desires. This is what he's saying to them. Surrender, this is, this is good theology. Theology, the understanding of God, the study of who God is. This is good theology. Surrender brings you to Jesus. Submission places yourself under Jesus' authority and leadership. Now this is, now catch this. Surrender is your, is your salvation. Surrender is when you say, I give my life to you, Jesus. That happens one time. You don't need to get, the, the, see what happens, and, and I've seen this so many times. People give their lives to Jesus. If I said, like, who wants to give their life to Jesus? A bunch of people raise their hand. And I see the same people raise their hand every single week. You don't have to, you don't have to surrender in that way to Jesus. Your salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. Salvation is one time. 
So this idea of surrender is one salvation. The idea of submission is many sacrifices. So you surrender one time. So really what we're saying is if you're, if, if you're a believer of Jesus and you, you've been missing the mark and you haven't been following Jesus, and I say, do you want to give your life to Jesus today? This idea of surrender, really what we're doing is, is we're acknowledging the fact that we're not submitted to Jesus and we're saying, I need to surrender again. You only need to surrender one time. Once his, always his. This is, <laughs> this is important because you can't, like, G, there's this idea that you lose Jesus. I lost my salvation. No, you didn't. This is important. You're just not submitted. Romans 12.1. Paul says to these guys in Rome, hence the name Romans as a book. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I please you to give your bodies to God, surrender. Because of all he's done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him, submission. You surrender once and you submit daily. This is why Jesus says, I read this passage last week in Luke 9, 23. He says, if you want to be a follower of mine, you must give up your own way. Surrender and take up your cross daily. Submission and follow me. It is inaccurate to call myself a follower of Jesus if I merely believe, but I'm not submitted and sacrificing and following him. We would do well for ourselves, and I'm going to speak to believers, believers right now, as the church, we would do well for ourselves to just not call ourselves followers of Jesus if all we've done is laid ourselves down, but we're not submitted to him. Stop. Because like James is saying, you and I, if that's, if, if, that's you, if that's me, I don't look any different than the world. Jesus, I've given my life to you, but I'm running after my own pleasures. So what I do in the dark, what I do on the internet, what I do with my money, what, what I do in my relationship, what I do with my sexual orientation completely goes against my original design. But Jesus, I'm surrendered to you. Cool. It's just not submitted. There was a day in my life that I decided that this beautiful woman that I had met in high school, I wanted to declare my vow to her. It's called marriage. So there, my wife Shandra and I stood in front of witnesses and friends, and her father was the one who did our wedding, which was super fun, because I wish everyone had the joy of meeting my father-in-law, who, who passed away a little over a year ago. And 
he's just, he's such a great personality, such an amazing guy. And we stood there and we exchanged vows. We surrendered ourselves to one another. We call that marriage. But truthfully, the marriage plays out every single morning when Shandra and I make the decision to walk out those vows. Surrender is you declaring your vow to Jesus. Submission is you walking that vow out. And this is why James calls these believers at the time adulterers. You've declared a vow publicly, but you're sleeping with another partner. And that is adulterous. And I want to tell you something. This is how, this is how relationships work. It's a daily exercise of that vow. It's every morning getting up and saying, I, I made a vow to this woman 25 years ago. And today, I'm yet again submitting myself and walking that vow out. Worshipful submission takes humble, voluntary, daily sacrifice. And in that sacrifice, we find obedience. James, when he says, so humble or submit yourselves to God, this word submit, the other part of the definition that I, I didn't share with you, it means to obey, to be under obedience, to yield to one's advice. You see, submission is both sacrificial and obedient. This was a military term uh, that was used, in, 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 and this is how the term is, is defined. It, this idea of submission is to arrange troops and divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. Growing up in Oceanside, and, and th this is maybe unique to geographically where we're at, and maybe if you're watching our online campus, you don't live in a, an area that you see this as prevalent, but we have a lot of military in San Diego. Growing up in Oceanside, I grew up by a large military installation, um, Camp Pendleton. And there's these pictures, and you know, I'd see all of these divisions of troops lined up in order, arranged underneath the command of a leader. And, and, and what it shows me is that submission requires obedience to the commands of the one leading the mission. Like God is our commander in chief and he has a mission. Our job is to sacrifice and be obedient to that mission in Philippians 2.5. I love this. He says, Paul says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. This is a command. You must. Well, what attitude did Jesus Christ have? 
Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I read this last week, by the way. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself. Oh, we see humility. That is a sign of what? Submission. That word means submission. It, Jesus is showing us this model of submission. He humbled himself in obedience to God. We see obedience, which is a signal and a sign of what? Submission. This is repetition, guys. So he humbled himself in obedience to God, and he died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus Christ died a criminal's death on a cross for you and I. He became the sacrifice. We see humility. We see obedience, and we see sacrifice. Guess what we're watching Jesus model? Thank you, Kim. What is Jesus modeling? So Jesus is showing us submission through his sacrifice and humble obedience to God's mission. This word, submission, I'm going to make this really, really, really simple. The prefix sub means under. So that means we're under mission. So what happens is, we say, God, I'm surrendered to you. Jesus, I'm surrendering my life to you. I am just not submitted to your mission. I haven't placed my mission, my plans, my way underneath yours. I'm going to fly the flag of my mission higher than the white flag of surrender and the obedience and sacrifice of submission. And you're going to know whose mission you're submitted to by whose commands you're being obedient to. Turn to the person next to you and say, whose commands? It's okay. Everyone take a deep breath. This is heavy stuff, huh? The truth is heavy, but it's also the most freeing thing we can ever receive. I'm just going to acknowledge it. I can sense it. Like, I can sense everyone on our online campus right now. Like, I'm just going to keep making bacon. I don't even want to listen to this anymore. This is heavy. On the other side of this is freedom, though, guys. I want to tell you that. We think submission is some mindless thing that we're called to do. We just check out. We can't be ourselves. Submission isn't mindless. It's being mindful. It's you and I being mindful that we're willing to make the sacrifice as Jesus has shown us. And we're willing to be submitted as Jesus has shown us to the mission that God has for our life. 
I would simply ask this question. How's, how's your mission going? I, I would love to ask society. Hey, society. The society that, you know, we pray sometimes under God's name. So our prayers are under God's name, but our lives just aren't under God's name. You can have my words, you just can't have my worship. How's it going? Where does this all start? I want to give you a starting point. Worshipful submission through obedience begins in love. How do I know this? Because John 14, 15, Jesus says this. If you love me, do what? Obey my commands. Submission's language is love. So submission shows love through obedience. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus again goes on and he says, when asked, what's the greatest commandment of all? This is the beginning point. What's the greatest commandment? There are lots of commands. There are lots of commands in this, in this book. But I'm going to tell you that surrender, laying your life down and submitting and putting it underneath Jesus, I'm going to tell you the greatest command. I love that Jesus gave us the greatest because it gives us a starting point. I'm going to tell you why it's so great. I'm going to tell you why it's so necessary. Jesus says, when asked what the greatest command, because you must love the Lord your God with what? All of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. What's he saying? Your life, your way, your mission, your plans, your desires, your pleasures, your dreams, your cares, every part of who you are. I love that God looks at us holistically. He looks at the fullness of who you are and the fullness of who I am. He looks at the fullness of humanity and he didn't come just to, just to be a sacrifice and just to be submitted to the mission that the Father had to what? To show his love for us so when we show love to God, we're doing actually what's, what's right. We're doing what it's reasonable and it makes sense. Because God loved us first while we were still yet sinners. This word sin, in rebellion, missing the mark. So worshipful submission is this humble daily sacrifice through loving obedience. And I love the grace of God. Because you and I, 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 I could wager my entire life on this next statement and I would win every time. That's a big statement I just made. You and I are going to continue to make mistakes. And God
God is a God of love. And he's saying to you and to I, if you would obey me, if you, if you, would, be, if you would sacrifice your way, if you would bring your mission and what you think, if you would put that underneath my heart for you, things would go well for you. You think one of the biggest roadblocks, I think, for people to give their life to Jesus is they think, well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. And if I just simply said, you know what? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? You're, you're surrendered and submitted to him as the, as the commander in chief. No, why would I need that? I'm good. And I wonder how much we're willing to settle for our good when God has so much greater for us. Why don't you stand with me? I'm gonna read this last scripture and we're gonna close here. I'm gonna close with a challenge because I always give you a challenge. I always challenge you to do one thing every week. Because you can do it. How, you can do anything one time. Jeremiah 7, 21. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies. He's the commander. He's arranging his troops. He's arranging his kids, his people underneath his command. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Take your burnt offerings and your other sacrifices and eat them yourselves. When I led your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices I wanted from them. I want us to understand what he's saying. He's not telling you and I to quit being worshipers. He's saying, I no longer want the burnt offerings and sacrifices of old. I want you. I don't want the heart of an unblemished animal. I want your heart. I'm not looking to atone for anything in these things. I'm looking for a relationship with you. I want you to, to declare the vow, and now I want you to walk that vow out with me. This is what he's saying. And this is what I told them. He says, obey me, and I will be your God. And you will be my people. Do everything I say and all will be well with you. And all will be well with you. It's your choice. Worshipful submission is living with sacrifice and walking that out daily and through obedience. This humble obedience to say, God, your commands are what I'm going to be obedient to and all will be well. Why don't you join me in prayer?
Now with your eyes closed, I'm going to present these <clears throat> questions and challenges very simple to you. And I want you to really, I want you to see this in your head. Ask God, I want you this week, I want you to spend some time asking God to show you his commands that you're not being obedient to. And you're just gonna say, God, search my heart. Show me where I'm not being obedient. Where, where's, where's there a lack of consistency? Where's there a lack of congruency between the vow that I'm making and how I'm walking that vow out? And then to activate you guys, and I'm doing this myself, I'm preaching to the choir here. I want you to choose one way. Why one way? Because you can do anything once, you can do anything one time. Choose one way to obey God's commands each day this week. Why? Because we submit daily. And if you're sitting in a place right now where you're like, I, I, I have not surrendered my life to Jesus, I want, you can pray this prayer and guess what? And when you're done, you will have surrendered your life to Jesus. If you believe he's your commander, he's your Lord, he's your savior. So there's a beautiful thing that's gonna happen right here. And here's what's also awesome, that if you're a believer, if you say, you've already said, yes, I've surrendered my life to Jesus and you pray this prayer, what you're doing is, is you're moving yourself into deeper waters with him in relationship. Say, God, I'm willing to go deeper with you. I'm willing to submit. I'm willing to get underneath your authority to a greater degree. This is you and I walking out our life with him. And I do think this is a lifelong process. So you can simply just repeat out loud or in your heart to say, today, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. I'm choosing to walk out the vow of giving my life to you by being obedient to your commands. I accept today that your way is far better than my way. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen and amen.